Hey girl, hey, it's your host V-Baby. What's up? I wanted to personally welcome and thank you for tuning into the Golly Girl Talk podcast. This is the podcast where you will find raw and unfiltered conversation regarding a variety of real life topics ranging from depression, generational curses, relocation, relationships, you name it, you've been through it. We're discussing it here each week. And here is the deal. We will be applying scripture to each and every topic. My goal is to show you how to let the Bible be the governing factor of your life so that you may experience the supernatural peace and joy God created us all to live in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. What's up, golly girls? Welcome back to the golly girl podcast. It is your host, Valora, and we are back again with another episode of God and Therapy Season 4 with featuring the amazing Miss Missy Washington. Um, we're so happy to be back with y'all again. We have an amazing topic for today. And yeah, I don't even think I need to do any more introduction because honestly, y'all, I don't know when this is going to drop and when we're going to get done recording. So I probably, I know y'all probably like, because I've been off the podcast for like, what is this, three months now? So I, I am going to come on at some point um, before this actually drops, this season drops and um, just let y'all know like what I'm doing because y'all don't even know that we're doing this right now. So um when y'all when y'all get this I will have put out something else beforehand but yeah I plan to do that soon um again y'all will get this after I do that so but I have missed y'all greatly but a lot has been going on in life and um in this season you know I've just been doing the podcast recording with Missy um and you know just trying to get some good stuff out to y'all but my focus is kind of like diverted to some other areas right now of golly girl. So I hope that y'all are being patient with me. I hope y'all are enjoying the last season and, you know, replaying it back um, until this season drops um, until you hear this, um, this actual uh, season. But yes, this is season four God plus therapy featuring Missy Washington. And this is episode number three entitled grief. Um, and it's so funny how God is. No, you know what? Let me not be rude any longer. Cause Missy, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, I am doing well today. It is a good day uh, to be living. Praise God. So, Praise God for that. Yes, we are so grateful as always, Missy, to have you back again for the third time on the podcast. It's grateful for the opportunity to get to partner with you in this way and um i just know that god has some great plans for all of this that um you are doing with golly girl so um just truly truly grateful for that but yeah so i was just saying it is funny how god does because a friend that i spoke about in the last episode who's dealing with depression that's coming from grief uh that we're going to talk about today i just talked to her before we are recording this episode and we talked for two hours um like we like old times and i was telling her just how hard it is you know to to you know be friends what she said first she was just like you know i you know i feel like i'm not gonna have any friends when i'm done with this you know process because like i'm just not you know being able to be there for people right now and i don't want to be like this and so it was just you know good to catch up with her and just good to hear that you know she she's struggling not good to hear that but good to hear that it's not anything with me as a friend it's more so just what she's going through and the grief and so it's and, and it was good to catch up with her and just see how she's doing and 
Um, she was just talking about, you know, how she's getting back into therapy. Um, she started a new job. She's been out of work for two years. That's what the depression has, depression and grief, you know, has, has mm. you know, birthed in her life. And so um, it's just, you know, she was just talking about the up and down and um, of the grief process and losing people that's close to her. And she even talked about how, you know, with breakups, you have that grief from that, but it's not the same because there's still some hope that you and that person could rekindle if that is God's will um, or if that is, is even necessary. You know, that person is OK or whatever. Um, but with the grief, you know, with the loss of a loved one, you know, you're not you're not going to see them again until, you know, we all are gathered together in the heavenly realm. And we don't know when that will be. Um, and it just seems like it's so long ago. So she said it's just it's such a different you know, process. And she's like, also with the grief, she feels like, you know, she has those good days. And then she goes like 50 steps back, you know, where she's like back at the beginning where she feels like, you know, it just happened. Um, and then she, you know, pushes forward. So it's just, you know, just listening to her. It was just really good to hear before, um, you know, this episode. And I believe that a lot of what I'll speak about today will come from her. Um, of course I have my experience with grief as well, but, um, I think it'll come, you know, mainly from her because it's so fresh. But anyways, Missy, what is your, <clears throat> well, what is your definition of grief? What is your take on the topic of grief? You know, grief is a, grief, grief is, you know, it's universal. Mm -hmm. um, it's a universal experience. And um, when you connect with it, it's better. And a lot of times mm. people, it's difficult for people to connect with grief. So when you think about grief, grief is a emotional state. There's, I mean, it just knocks you off your feet and it just takes over you, right? It's like a wave that like, where did this wave come from? You know, mm -hmm. there's that, and that's what grief is. And, you know, grief could be very different from grieving because mm -hmm. grieving and grief is different. When you think about grief is the, uh, is that emotional state, right? Mm -hmm. It just comes over you. Mm -hmm. And um, and grieving, necessarily, it has a time component. So grief doesn't. Grieving has a time component because sometimes, you know, it, it begins to heal itself. So when we adapt to the fact that that loved one or that thing that we once desired and felt connected with is gone, mm -hmm you know, then we're able to begin to start the process of now I'm, I'm selling and I'm going through the five stages of grief mm -hmm. and things begin to feel better. No, oh, that's so um, good. So, you know, so that's, so, so that's what it's like. Mm -hmm. I love what you said about grief is better when you connect with it. Absolutely. Like, you have to connect with it. That was like a bomb. You know how Pastor, your cousin always says, like, that's a mic drop. That's a bar. Like, that's a tweet. Like, that <laughs> is that, that, that's that, that's what I got from that. Like, I literally made note of that to put um, in there. Like, I feel like I'm going to, like, make a, a golly girl podcast post about mm -hmm. that and just like literally see if I could take that clip out of the podcast of you saying like grief is better when you connect with it because that's a bar no that's really good because we <laughs> do try to run from it um Absolutely. because it's it's like it's it's, it's something that you don't want to deal with but if you don't deal with it it's going to disrupt so many other areas of your life if you don't deal with it it's healing when you Absolutely. actually connect with it so that's so 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 good yeah I think when I think about grief 
you know, I think about, like you said, I never made the connection with grief and grieving the act of, you know, um, grieving um, and the difference of the two. But Mm -hmm. like I had my share of, you know, loss with my love, you know, losing loved ones. And um, I feel that I connected with grief, um, especially those loved ones that were close to me that I lost um, because I allowed myself to feel what I was feeling. And I was honest about it, like transparent about what I was feeling. I wasn't like, Oh, I'm good. I was like, no, I'm not having a good day today. Or this is not, you know, this is not a good moment. Um, This is one of those moments where, or I may say I'm having one of those moments, you know, like Mm -hmm. where I'm just kind of like deep off in it and I'm missing them. And I'm, you know, thinking about all the things that we did or, you know, like I think about my cousin who's the most recent, um, she died in 2020 and during the pandemic and well, right when the pandemic kicked off actually. Um, and so like, that was, you know, a knock off my feet. Cause she was, you know, she's younger than me and mm-hmm. um, just how it happened. It was a car accident. So, you know, you can never expect that. And so um, like, but I was honest with my grief. Like I was honest with how I felt. I never tried to hide it. And I think that was, it, it was truly because too, my relationship with God and knowing that like Jesus wept, like mm-hmm. Jesus wept when Lazarus died, when he heard about Lazarus dying, he wept like, and it's like, that shows the humanness of us, you know? Um, and we know death is real. We know death is coming, but it still hurts. You know, um, even if a person is sick and they die, we know, it, you know, we know it's better for them to die because they don't feel the pain, but it still hurts of missing them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love what you said about grieving has a time component, but grief doesn't um, because grief can happen like at any time, basically. Right. Like, that's what you're saying when you say grief doesn't have a time component. Like it can it can just happen at, at any at any time. But grieving itself, the act of the loss and the hurt behind it, that has a mm-hmm. time component. Right. Right. So so when you think of, a, of grief, right, and you have different things that we grieve from. You know, like, like, for instance, your friend, she's grieving, uh, going through this process of depression and Mm -hmm. not being able to connect with her friends and losing Mm -hmm. friends. So Mm -hmm. not only is that depression, but there's grief because she's grieving the absence of friends and sustaining relationships. You also have um, different kinds of grief, like, for instance, your cousin who died in in a sudden accident, breakups, uh, death Mm -hmm. of a partner, um, illness, health leaving home children leaving home get ready to go to college parents gonna have some kind of separation anxiety they're gonna go through a phase of grief because they have to learn how to do life without that without their child anymore mm-hmm. um, you know and so some marriages will stay together some will actually you know separate because the only thing that was keeping them there was the children you know so mm-hmm. grieving staying in staying in a relationship a marriage that isn't working change of job you know loss of a pet mm-hmm. moving you know moving to a new home um Things like that, like all of that, all of that is grief. Things we just mm-hmm. kind of don't really have a lot of control over, but it happens. And then when you think about grieving, that's the physical, the emotional process that we go through because of what the grief have have caused us. For instance, I may mm-hmm. have prolonged, prolonged grief, um, grief that's prolonged that that lasts for a very long time. That mm-hmm. is that prolonged grief that mm-hmm. some people just can't seem to shake themselves out of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, which is very difficult for some people because grief has this way of causing 
havoc in our life, right? It yeah. disturbs us. It's up, it upsets us. It makes it makes us angry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult to to deal with that, to accept that. You know, I um, you know, have you know, my family member who lost, you know, lost a loved one, and it's been mm-hmm. very difficult for not only her but also her family who was having to take care of her because of the process and not understanding grief. And it's mm-hmm. different when you when you are with someone and they don't understand that process Mm -hmm. Um, because Mm -hmm. everybody's story and how they manage grief is different I can't tell you how to manage your grief and you can't tell me how to manage your grief because we all deal with that differently and also our our personalities all of that determine how well we deal with grief you don't think about it, but you think about a person's personality and, and how they are and, you know, or they already emotional, you know, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So that, so all of that stuff matters. So, you know, grief is a process that all of us at some point have encountered in our life and some are able to navigate through it with ease and some just cannot seem to, to move on to the next step. And so what happens is now I have this prolonged grief that turns into depression and depression turns into major depressive disorder. And it just kind of trickled down, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. But if we don't recognize that that thing happened and that life must go on, Mm -hmm. we're going to find ourselves always in a state of rumination of always would have, should have, could have. You know, mm-hmm. people say, well, man, if I just would have did this or if I would have just spent more time or if I would have just stayed at the hospital a little longer, uh, maybe they'll still be here. Or maybe if I would have just talked about my what was bothering me, you know, maybe this relationship would still be here. Or maybe if I mm-hmm. would have took that late lunch at, at work on that day, I would have still had my job. So all these should have, would have, could have that continue to loop in our mind and these mm-hmm. are called uh, ruminations that tends to to play on us and play on our emotions and begin to run rampant. And when we don't gather those, we don't center those thoughts, they do begin to just take over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, grief is something that we can't just put in a box or in a jar and close the lid. Because when you do close the lid, you're going to ca- cause some suffocation. Mm. But now my life is suffocating because I'm trying to deal with everything in this grief and it's just suffocating me and I can't breathe and I can't seem to have any reprieve because this thing called grief is just taking complete control over my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's the, I hear a lot of people say that like grief has really just flipped their life upside down. And so where do you feel like the, the help is, when it comes to grief, like, where do you feel like you need to start? Like, what does a person need to start with, with grief? Like, and like in their, their, I guess, recovery journey. First would be to, to accept. We can't mm-hmm. make any changes unless we accept that that thing has happened. Mm-hmm. Now, now that I have accepted, then I can move forward. That's the first step. Because if we don't accept it, we don't believe that it's there, then we're not going to move forward. Like mm-hmm. we talk, like people always say, okay, we're not people, but there's this thing, it's called the five stages of grief. Mm-hmm. These three stages allows a person to walk through that process. So the first stage of grief will be denial. Oh my goodness. Like <laughs> I can't believe this happened to me or I can't believe I lost that person. Right. And they begin to minimize or deny that the situation has occurred. 
like, you know, as a person who they have lost a loved one. And so the whole week, they just going through the motion, busying themselves, trying to stay busy after the services, mm-hmm. after the funeral life have happened, they continue to continue to stuff that emotion or live those emotions and move on with life. And mm-hmm. then something happens that trigger us and we explode because we have mm-hmm. not dealt with that grief. Because if you don't deal with that grief, it's going to creep up on you and it's mm-hmm. going to start seeping and spilling over into your personal, your interpersonal relationships and your life is just be just going to lose control because you have not dealt with that thing called grief. Mm-hmm. So denial is one. The number two is anger, right? So now that I have experienced it now, now I'm angry. I came with, why is this happening to me? Who can I blame? It's your fault. It's my fault, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when we begin to realize that the loss have, um, when we begin to realize that it, of the loss, um, that sometimes we begin to start displacing their emotions onto other people or objects. Like for instance, if you're married, you're going to start taking it on your husband. Mm. You're going to start taking all your children, people at work. So you start displacing your emotions. And sometimes people start breaking things and, and just taking it out on things that are tangible mm-hmm. uh, because they have, the, instead of them dealing with it, they have, they, they bottle it up and it affects them. And so they begin to start displacing that. That's number two. Number three is a stage where you bargain. Like, oh Lord, if you just please... Just give me one more chance to make it right. I, I'll do it. Lord, if you just mm-hmm. would have just, you know, allow me to go over there and say, I'm sorry. We be, be barking with, with God or that thing or that person mm-hmm. um, to delay or to change um, the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the bargain. Then number four is the pre- number, then number four, you have uh, depression. And that's the stage where, of course, now you're just so sad. You realize that, it's, it, that the loss has happened. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything about it. And all these emotional effects begin to start taking place. And that's where you don't want to be because that's the stage where you begin to have suicide ideations. You begin to start longing and wanting, desiring to be with this person. Some mm-hmm. delusions begin to come in because, again, depression sets in. Now you went from depression to major depressive disorder to now major depressive disorder with psychotic features because now your brain has gotten so low due to this grief that it only functions in this state of it begins to pull from your long-term memory, right? And your short-term mm-hmm. memory begins to just just move as if, for instance, you're standing in the middle of the world and everything is moving around you except for you. Mm. You don't notice things are moving around because you're so fixated on what could have, should have, would have in the past. And that is, that's, that's the most debilitating step is that depression stage. And then, of course, you have the acceptance. This is where you have learned to do life without that person or that thing. You see life from a different perspective. You have came with peace with what has happened. Lord, mm-hmm. I am at peace that, you know, I understand that loss happened, happened, death happened. I have to release them. Lord, I understand that this re- relationship has came to an end. I have to release it. Lord, I understand that this job came to an end, whatever the circumstances that caused it to happen. I have to trust and know that you are an infinite God who can who can bring me through it and provide provision for me. And those are the five stages of grief. And in, within those stages, a person vacillates. You don't go through those one, two, three, four, five, six. You vacillate. One minute you may be angry. The next you may be in denial. Then you go back, I'm depressed. But that final stage happens when we recognize and we accept that life has happened. And we must move on. And that's acceptance. Mm-hmm. So I would rec- recommend a person really 
take a look within themselves. And not only grief, because a lot of times people associate grief with death. No. Grief is anything that has caused you some kind of disruption, longing, uh, desire for. That is, that, mm. is, that is grief. I'm grieving this thing. Um, it's to really look at yourself and say, how could I change? Mm-hmm. What, step, what step am I at? And being completely honest with yourself about the process. Because if you're honest, then, of course, change is more evident to happen. But if you're still in denial, nothing's going to mm-hmm. happen. No, that's good. Um, so so basically, based off of what you said, you shared a lot. And I was just following. Of course, I've heard the the five stages of grief. But to hear them bro- broken down in, in the way that you broke it down was very very good um and enlightening but so you feel like of course the first stage is accepting it being honest about it um about what you're feeling what you've gone through what you've experienced mm-hmm. um and then from there where would you say um would be the next and and are you saying like with the so when you say acceptance that's you accepting like the first stage of grief and then like walking through those stages like so is that then so so when I say accept, so acceptance is that final stage that means I have went through all these stages and now I'm at, I'm I'm in at the acceptance stage now I'm ready to learn how to do life without that being or that person oh okay because the night so, okay that's right I'm sorry right that's, so you start right. you know accepting and now okay now now I may find myself you know getting back in a routine I'm seeing mm-hmm. a therapist I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to grief I'm going to grief share mm-hmm. you know I begin to start doing the things I once just to enjoy and Uh I have accepted that it happened and I just say you know what is it happened I gotta move on yeah and then you be going you begin to start putting forth action into you know to change Mm -hmm. oh that's good that's good now how does how does you know because this this season is God plus therapy Mm -hmm. what role does God play in this now of course I know like you know, prayer, I feel like, and I literally just posted this status today on Facebook and I said, some people have to die first before, or some people have to pass away first before other people Mm -hmm. live in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I said Mm -hmm. that, and it was really the Holy Spirit that gave me that because it was like, like, I've seen so many people's lives being transformed by a person dying, like a person dying, losing that person is what drew them to God. Because I always say that pain always takes us, you know, to, you know, just takes us deeper in God because we crying out to him. And so, mm-hmm. um, I just feel like with, with death, you know, when I think about all the people who grieved in the Bible, where it's like, you know, we can go back from the beginning there, like there was, um, um Hannah with the baby um mm-hmm. you know and not having not being able to give her husband a baby and not being able to birth kids you know and at that time that was a thing you know where women was you know um looked down upon when they couldn't birth the child so she grieved and she was in the temple every day and she was crying out to God and mm-hmm. they even thought she was drunk because she was crying so much like she was literally mm-hmm. wailing in her you know in her grief and so um when I think about um you know, Mary, when she lost, you know, you know, she lost Jesus, you know, on the cross mm-hmm. and just wailing and grieving, you know, um, they all turned to 
you know, turn to God in prayer and turn to God in reading his word and reading his promises um, and what God says, you know, about us and to us and, you know, what he's going to do for us. And even just like the scripture that talks about, and I, and I got to find it, but it basically talks about the dead, the, those who are dead in Christ, they are asleep. And mm-hmm. they are not, you know, there's, we don't, we don't mourn like those who have no hope. Mm-hmm. We mourn as those who are hopeful because we know that, you know, one day we will see them in the glory, you know, in the heavenly realm and there will be no more pain, no more tears. You know, that's what the Bible Absolutely. says. And so reading that and, and, and believing that and standing on that um, in the time of grief, I think that is definitely the role, you know, that God plays in it. And then, you know, of course, there's the therapy piece. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, I feel like we need to address because you know some people feel like, um, again, just like with you know anything else, depression or trauma or anxiety, or whatever, they feel like people cannot understand or relate to them. So, um, you know, how do you how do they get past that um, with the grief and you know accepting that I need help, you know, in that acceptance stage that I need help. Um, or whatever stage they're in in the grief, mm-hmm. because honestly, I think that, you know, with the in the denial stage, they should go ahead and get in therapy. Uh, when it happens, they should go ahead and get in therapy. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they should. But a person, they may, there's some, so many people out here who are grieving and don't recognize that they're grieving. Mm-hmm. So when you don't recognize a thing exists, you can't apply a solution for that. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of people who are grieving and don't understand what that is. Mm-hmm. So they're going through life every day and not knowing what is this feeling that I have, this feeling of uneasiness, of frustration, of anxiety. Where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And it's that grief. It's that it's that the grief that you have literally stuck under the rug. And you have busied yourself with life that you have not recognized that this thing exists. But it comes to a point where the body does keep score, right? Yeah. The body knows what's going on. So it has it's gonna it's gonna remind us mm-hmm. of these things. And those things are reminded through those things that trigger that event or that anniversary or that date that it happened. Those are the triggers. That's how our body reminds us of those things. But speaking of therapy plus God works. Therapy is the catalyst, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that brings you to the point to where I have to put my trust in God because God says, uh, he said, come to me, all who are labor and heavy laden, burden and heavy laden, and I will give Mm -hmm. you rest, right? In Mm -hmm. Matthew 11, he said, I will give Mm -hmm. you rest. Mm -hmm. And then he says, God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, right? In Psalms 147. So when we stand on God's word and we call God out on his word, that's when deliverance and transformation begins to take place along with therapy. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. now I say, okay, Lord, I'm taking the steps that's needed, right? I'm seeking wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Lord, Lord, your word tells me that you will heal my brokenness and you will bind up these wounds that continue to fester and keep me stuck and sick. Mm-hmm. Lord, you said that you will come to me who, because I am heavy laden and Lord, I just cannot rest. And, you know, yeah. you say your yoke is easy, right? Mm-hmm. So Lord, I am trusting you with this thing. And so when a person begins to start, started to accept, begins to apply therapy, 
then apply the biblical piece that goes with that, then God's supernatural. He put his super, he put his, he put his super on your, he put his supernatural on your super, if that makes sense. I'm trying to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it begins to, and you would start to be, start to begin to feel that. And life, life becomes more of a pretty picture now because now mm-hmm. you have painted that canvas and it's dark. And so now you, you change the canvas and now your canvas become dark to light. Because when we're in depression, when we're in grieving, we're in the dark. That's good. And God sometimes does his best work in isolation. When we're in our dark, yep. Right? But we have to come to him. Because we come to him, we cast our cares into him, then God can, he can work. Because he already (laughs) worked this thing out before. We Mm -hmm. just got, we just got, the hard part is trusting the process. Because we want a quick fix. And with grieving, it doesn't, doesn't, it's not a quick fix. There's no time component to that. So literally you have to work that thing. And once you work it, it becomes easier every single day. Now you would never, ever, when it comes to a person, you're never going to forget that person. And Mm -hmm. And what I have encountered with some people is that, well, in the state of grief, it's comfortable. I feel more connected with this person in this state of grief mm-hmm. because you spend all your days longing, desiring, and ruminating about all these things you guys once used to do, right? And you find yourself living in, not living in reality, but living in the past. And so it's easier to stay here. It's easier to stay here. Mm. And it's hard to do the work yeah. to get yourself out of that it's so hard to get yourself out of that so that's where the the weird the real work comes in and that's battling with your emotions mm-hmm. battling with the physical symptoms that are present when we're grieving all of that requires us to work but when we recognize and we accept that hey i'm grieving and i gotta do something about it and you put therapy with God, it begins to work. Mm. Now, therapy is not a therapy is not a quick fix, because ninety percent of the responsibility is the client's responsibility to do the work that the therapist is giving. Yeah. And you also be praying for a therapist who is a God fearing therapist who understands what that looks like. And yeah. you, are, and if you are a person who, you know, try to be by the spirit, and you've been praying for God to send you. Uh, a therapist, then God will send the right person. You, things will begin to, you know, to work them work themselves out. But it's a two way street, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's a two way street. You know, anything that we do, we always got to put God in it. Got to put the work in. Yep, that's good. I love it. you. Said you got to put you got to put God in. I love how you was declaring those those promises of God. Like I, you know, that God, I am heavy laden and I am, you know, burdened down by this this pain that I'm feeling and I need you to give me rest as you said you would um God help me to trust in you with all my heart and mm-hmm. you know declaring the promises of God and like you said praying for that therapist and getting connected and then being willing to do the work you know mm-hmm. um I think that you know and it and it is hard because when you're in you know when you're in grief and you're grieving or you're grieving you're you know you're already burdened down with that so it's like I you know, I'm burdened down with that. And, you know, I got to try to do the work to, you know, get myself out. But if you don't do the work, then, you know, it's just not, 
you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. You, you have no. to, you have to do the work, and then it'll be a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not conducive, and and when we're in a state of the loneliness and when the dark space, that's the devil's playground. He can manipulate mm-hmm. and play on us like a piano, right? He can play on mm-hmm. our emotions, and we sing a lullabies, and he just up there just happy because you know we can't fulfill the destiny that God has has over our life. Yeah, you know, and sometimes grief can affect us and it can stagnate us from getting to where God has ordained us to be. Mm-hmm. And then we begin to start doubting God. I have heard people say, well, you know, I don't trust God no more. I don't believe in God because if you're yeah. so, such a God, then why would you take my baby yeah. away? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Lord, why would you do that? you just great grand God. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? You know, so they be, so they be, begin to have they begin to be angry at God mm-hmm. and they find themselves in this whirlwind of can't seem to gather themselves. There's some, always something going on because when you, when you deny God and when you cast God out of your life, which is edging God out, your ego edging God out, it's hard for you to bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's very hard. Um, it's easy to, you know, like you say, it's easy to be angry and block him out and think mm-hmm. it's, you know, and try to, you know, put the blame on him and, you know, not recognizing the need for him, especially in this season of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, the consequences are heavy. When we when we block God out and we try to, you know, blame him and try to make him, you know, make him out to be, you know, the worst part of our lives when he's when he's clearly, uh, you know, unobstructively the best part of our lives um then we you know we, there are there are negative consequences that come with it because oftentimes we get ourselves in different things whether it be alcohol because we start to try to cope in unhealthy ways then mm-hmm. um, with alcohol and drugs and people and you know doing being promiscuous or mm-hmm. you know all these kind of things being negative you know all that kind of stuff and the consequences of that stuff is heavy um Rather than you know going with God, mm-hmm. doing the healthy route. But the healthy route, the healthy route is often the the least sought out path because it is the most difficult to do. It's easy to be promiscuous and mm-hmm. do you know just go have sex. It's easy to get drunk. It's easy to smoke a blunt. You know, it's easy to you know get on some type of numbing drug or whatever. It's easy to do that, but it's hard to face the reality of what you're going through. The pain. And go to therapy and submit yourself to God and allow him to heal you. It's hard to do that. But we always want to, we always, we, we must always calculate our steps. And we must always, um, you know, calculate the cost of what we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, what I, what we're going to do. Like, what is it, what is this going to cost me if I do this way? Or if I go this mm-hmm. way, what's it going to, what's going to be the outcome? And a lot of times when we are in our emotional state, we don't think like that. We think in the present, the right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thinking of right now and yeah. when yeah. I think of grief a person who endured the most grief is Job he took everything from Job mm-hmm. Job was a upright and righteous man yeah. Right? Yeah. and God allowed those things to happen to Job Mm-hmm. Um, his children, his cattle, his land. Mm-hmm. 
And Job yep. stays, he stays stuck in a grief for a while. Mm-hmm. He stays stuck. His friends don't understand. His wife don't understand. So they begin to nag and talk. Mm-hmm. And say mean and, things. And say all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But when, God, when Job stopped talking, he allowed God to talk. Mm. And then that's where the work and the revelation began to take place. And so Job had to endure all of that. But when he submitted and he accepted God's plan and God's will and God's promises, mm-hmm. his ladder was so much better than his past. Now, I'm not saying that he never he didn't forget about his children and the life he once had, but he didn't mm-hmm. stay stuck there. He moved forward and began to enjoy life that God has given him again. And many times I ask people this, are you living or are you existing? Especially when they're going through a grieving process. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, and they think about it like, uh, and I wait, right? Mm-hmm. And they say, you know what? I guess I am just existing. And that question sends a, a light bulb, right? It turns on a light bulb in their mind like, you know what? Wow, I am just existing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just exist. I want to live. You know, and so when we begin to think like that and think how how Job, let Job be the epitome of what it looks like to go through things and how he endured. And allow that to be our, our driving force. But yeah. when you when you're grieving and you don't know God, it's a totally different ballgame. Yeah. It's different. It's totally different. You know, so I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Mm-hmm. We gotta understand that God give life and He taketh life. Yeah. And, and that's a part of it. That's a part of that's, life. That's a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. We can't go around it. Like everybody, and I was just watching this movie today. Everybody has that birthday, and they have that dash in between. I was just thinking death. that. <laughs> yep. They have that birthday, they have the dash in between, and they have that death date. And that's why we have to make sure that that dash in between counts. We're living. Because, yep, yep. And we live that abundant life that God has called us to, that we live to glorify him in that dash, because there is going to come to an end. You know, that's everybody is going to have to face an end. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we just we just have to accept that. There's no way around it. Um. But yeah, this, I mean, I'm, listen, I, I'm just like, I'm sitting here like just really, I don't know. I always enjoy, you know, the episodes I always enjoy. And I'm always like, you know, in a deep state of like reflection uh, when I hear information, like when I hear, um, you know, about therapy and when I hear about God's promises and just, you know, putting all this putting everything into a perspective into perspective it just it definitely helps um and i believe that somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to be deep in their grief and they're going to need to hear it it's going to sound it's going to sting a little bit um but it's going to be a good sting because you know what we're finding is that the hard route is often the the best route for us the hard mm-hmm. you know taking the hard route is always the most times is the best route for us like mm-hmm. it's hard to live for it's hard to live for God. Like it's truly hard to live for God, but it's better to live for God than to live in the world. It's easy to live in the world. It's easy to do what I want to do. That's so easy. 
but it's hard to deny myself and to live for God. And so um, I said that to say, like I said, the hard path in life is often the path that we need to take. That's going to be the best for us. Um, and, you know, we need God and we need therapy when we're going through grief, when we're grieving mm-hmm. in order to heal from it, in order to be better for it, in order to be able to help those others that are going to come in our path um, that God has called us to to walk with. You know, when I think about, you know, my divorce, there are there are women that God is in like divinely strategically attached to me to help mm-hmm. them walk through their divorce. But if I did not choose to walk with the Lord through my divorce, if I did not choose God and therapy, um, when I was going through my divorce, I would ha- I would not be able to lead them. Like I would lead them down a the wrong path. I would you know, maybe whatever I did, I'll be telling them to do it. Like maybe I'd be like, girl, get you a boyfriend. Like I just got me a boyfriend. Like right after the divorce, I was just like bump all that. Got me a man, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, that type of thing. Like I would be leading them down the path of toxicity. And so that's why Mm -hmm. it's so important that we get healed because there are people that God is tied to us that their healing is tied to us being able to share that with them. But we can't share that if we are, you know, not, not getting the healing that we need. Um, and we're not turning to God in therapy because God plus therapy definitely works. Like Missy says, it definitely works. It's proven in the lives of so many. Um, is it hard? Yes, it is, but it is the best path for us. Um, for sure. Um, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And so, Missy, do you have anything else that you want to share um, as it pertains to our topic today or anything? Um, I know next week um, you all will have the next episode um, will be, I believe it's anxiety. We'll be jumping Mm -hmm. into anxiety next week. And so I'm really excited about that. And I've enjoyed, you know, we talked about depression. We've talked about grief. Um, I've enjoyed these two episodes greatly. Um, episodes greatly and so I hope and pray the same for the listeners Um, and we're so grateful for you Missy taking the time out again to just share your expertise with us and um, just your experience you know um, as a clinical um, as a clinician I should say um, in this in this field of you know mental health Um, it's, it's, it's so important it's so needed and I'm grateful that you agreed to partner with me on this I did I did mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I am excited I look forward to our you know our Tuesdays you know to spill the tea on mental mm-hmm. health and God and all yes. that good stuff so so I am I, I look forward to it I push through and uh just for this moment but mm-hmm. I do want to leave you ladies and whoever may be watching that don't allow grief to dictate your future Mm. take it by the horns and you handle that although there may be life's gonna happen and triggers are gonna occur mm-hmm. be mindful of be mindful of those triggers birthdays holidays mm. special days throughout the year that may cause you some significant pain mm-hmm. when you think about that loved one it's going to come and our body again it keeps the score it's gonna warn us you're like why do i feel so sad why am i crying so much it's because our body is telling us, okay, it's it's like it is um it's like our body has became um sensitized to the feeling. Mm-hmm. Every year that birthday comes up, 
of that loved one or a holiday comes up and that person was the the person who prepared all the food, all the, was everybody go to her house, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be some form of anxiety that's there because our body is going to warn us every year this happens. So I'm preparing myself for what's going to come. Mm-hmm. So pay attention to the signs. Also the physical symptoms that you may not be aware of. Fatigue, you're nauseated, you have a low mm-hmm. immunity, you're always sick. Why am I getting sick all the time? Mm-hmm. Um, you may have your weight loss or weight gain, um, some aches or some pains. And so insomnia, frustration, mm-hmm. um, angry and irritability. Like those are some of the, the symptoms that you may find yourself experiencing and you don't know. Mm-hmm. So really sit with yourself, sit with those emotions and allow them to take its course. Because again, when you begin to accept that that loss has happened, transformation can begin to take place. Mm-hmm. So good. So, so good, Missy. Um, I love the the three points that you gave. Of definitely like the, acknowledging the triggers. Um, and, you know, preparing yourselves for those time and feeling on those birthdays and on those anniversary dates. Um, yeah, that's awesome information. And I'm grateful for it. And thank you, Missy, for those nuggets at the end. Um, ladies, I pray and hope that y'all have uh, an amazing week when y'all listen to this podcast uh, or this episode, rather. Missy, again, I just want to say thank you. um, And I can't wait to connect with you on next week. Thank you. I'm excited. We're looking forward to next week, ladies. Awesome. Y'all have a blessed one. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Godly Girl Talk. I pray that something was said that spoke directly to your heart and situation. Please refer to the show notes for all the gems shared throughout today's episode. Also, be sure to check out our website at www.godlygirlinc.org. That's www.godlygirl.org. Inc.org, where you can explore all things Golly Girl. And lastly, please don't forget to subscribe, share, and rate this podcast. I'll see you next week, Golly Girl. Be blessed. Mwah.